0: back can't wait for our next
1: guest to come on the show just just before we get to him i had an update on the penalties drawn from the yeah. leafs all uh, right from the nhl what do you got 20 mo- the most drawn penalties in the nhl this year after uh, whining about it apparently according to towards is Connor mcdavid at 26 oh that many yeah 26 he's number one uh, michael bunting right there with 25 wow one behind him so there you go <laughs> wow and uh, Pierre Luc Dubois also tied with 25, and of course Nazem Kadri right there with 24. Kadri's always been really good. Yeah. Yep. Really good. Really good. Anyways, I'm gonna call Eddie O.
0: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Okay. Uh, do you, do
1: you, like is there? Could you break it down per team? Uh, or no? Right, not right at this very moment, but in the in the top. You know what is really? <laughs> He's gonna call Eddie O, and you want him to break it you down know it's per team. Really curious for me. Austin Matthews. Oh, I don't think he has
0: any. Okay, something's wrong there. He's got to complain like Connor.
2: Don't get other people to complain you're, for you're him. You're not
0: far off that. No, I'm
2: not far off that. I'm on that.
1: A, that should be a, a campaign. Well, I think it all it it is. It always is a campaign. I yeah. th- well, I think – I don't know if anybody's asked him. You know, he does all these media availabilities. It feels like every game, after every game, pre-game, game day skates. I would love one of the reporters to be like, hey, how do you feel about not drawing any penalties? And then that's when you yep. get a that's when you get a clip and that's yep. when you get some it, it floats around the internet that's when Torts gets pissed off at you and then uh and then and then, and then, then you get some more calls then the
0: official campaign starts there you go yeah. and it's so, called squeaky wheel gets the
1: oil <laughs> yeah. so
2: wait, so while you're getting o, Eddie O, yeah. get Austin Matthews on the other line and figure out each team's <laughs> drawn penalties
1: okay i'll, I'll okay, call, and report I'll, back to us i'll call Austin right okay.
2: now okay okay he's the producer he he does it all hey Nazem Kadri third in the NHL in scoring. He ain't going. He, he's not going away from the top ten. He's up there. And Jonathan Huberto, number one in the NHL in scoring. Just a Monday update. I like to do a deeper dive on Mondays, Kippy. You know, you kind of look because so things good at shake, rattle, and roll, right? Nazem Kadri's third in the NHL in scoring. McKinnon gets hurt, so he goes, okay. Okay, I'm going to move up again. And um, good on him. Who's our um, our, uh, our great Canadian
0: diver? Yeah, uh, Bill Barber? No, no, no. <laughs> Olympic, <laughs> Olympian.
2: Okay, put me on the spot now. Well there's I uh, um
0: <laughs> uh, I forgot his name, but I'm just thinking of him and okay, you. Okay, right, right. Okay. Right when you when when I think of you going with a deep dive, that's yeah, what that's I true. actually envision you uh on a 10 meter. I need a deep dive with a Speedo.
2: I d- <laughs> Well, you got a lot of the elements wrong about that. But anyway, (laughs) on that visual. Let's bring in
0: life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. Eddie Olchuk. Edzo. Hi, Kipper. How are you, buddy? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm with Gordo. I'm with Gordo. How are you, man? You know, at the break, break, uh, Gordo was uh, kind enough to tell me how In your Leaf days, you were so ahead of the times because you had a satellite dish and you watched all the games. (laughs) And like everybody else, barely could get Cable 10 Rogers on their TV and you had every game, every station. Pretty good scouting. Pretty good scouting, (laughs) Edzo. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, well, you know what, though, Kipper, I probably still... Should invoice, uh, you know, Gordo and our staff back in the day, because sometimes, you know, the dish would go out uh, at the old garden and uh, they would want me to tape, uh, you know, the Red Wings and the Sabres there. Can you tape that game for us and bring in the tapes? And so I, uh,
0: I got probably about a, a
3: 150 uh, old VCR tapes sitting in my uh, basement somewhere that I probably shaped on my satellite dish and uh, was able to do it. I mean, I, look at like honestly, in in Kipper, I mean, you know, Gordo and I, I mean, we have kind of kidded about this over the years, but like for me, I, I always kind of used watching, you know, games and other players and tried to learn and maybe get an edge on a goaltender, maybe in a breakaway, cause. I mean you didn't have the access you do now where all of a sudden you just kind of talk into your phone and give me you know and you just sit there and go right, give me all the breakaways against jack campbell and then all of a sudden you got 450 breakaways come onto your phone or you know your social you know your social media device or whatever back in the day i mean you pretty much had to you had to log it yourself or go to school on it and you know that was just kind of one way where i you know i tried to have an edge and I think it helped me you know play as long as I did and uh but those you know those were the days I know I know the lovely and talented Diana Olchek probably wasn't overly thrilled that uh you know the 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 main tv was uh you know hockey 24-7 but uh it came in handy and uh like I said next time I see Gord maybe I'll Give him, you know, hand him an invoice for about uh, eighteen hundred uh, Canadian,
2: and uh, maybe we can call it even. <laughs> well, Eddie, I was telling Kipper that side that honestly, and that's why you're a great student of the game, broadcaster, coach. You got to be an executive sometime, and that's just got to happen. But anyway, the point being is that. Harold Ballard had the satellite dish control in his office, so if you couldn't get in his office, nobody could control <laughs> the dish to whatever. So they'd ask Eddie, "Can you can you tape or you bring the tape in?" Because and Eddie would come the next day, and then you were a master at morning skates. Everyone would disguise numbers, right? Like all of a sudden Kipper would be 97, and and you pinged them off. Everyone, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was a great
0: skat. Yeah. yeah, he. Did um, I'm sorry. This is the early 70s. This that, is the that...
2: mid 80s. This is the
0: mid 80s. Uh, the mid 80s. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He, yeah. Hey,
3: ho! Oh. Hold on a second, there. You're, uh, you know, I know you're not. Well, I, I know you're not very smart. No, 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 no. You I, must have I, missed math class I, because look at I'm it just, was not. Hold on a second. Let me. It was not the '70s, Kipper. Take it easy, okay? Just slow down a little. You're off by about, yeah. You're off by about maybe 10 to 15 anyway, years. Anyway, anyway. Oh, no, just no, to no. Make no. it perfectly clear.
0: We are <laughs> we are talking about an original six team. Who couldn't afford scouting. With a satellite dish for their team, that's embarrassing. They're, hey, they're it must have been the early '70s.
2: There's no way that would ever happen in the mid '80s. Oh, hey, wait a sec. Mid '80s, Eddie O. Remember the big deal was to get a copy in the early '80s. They more get a copy of the tape from the other team. That was huge. Remember that? Whoa, get a get a copy of the oh, game yeah, tape. Yeah, 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 right. It's Honestly, a- it used to be again. Yeah, like, my mind isn't all there,
3: but. I think Gordo did teams, didn't home teams have to, um, if they couldn't, like if, you know, if the team was traveling or whatever, they have to supply a game tape from the, yeah I mean, wasn't that part of it? Because you didn't have, you know, you didn't have Amazon or, you know, Amazon Prime Prime or whatever and get something in three hours, like you know either you did it yourself or you were counting on the visiting team or the team you were going to play kipper they had a tape there sitting there waiting for you and i think there have been some stories where the tape was like from maybe three or four years earlier so they really tried to you know really try to put the you know put the screws to whoever they were playing but uh, yeah those were the good old days and uh, i got a few of those tapes at home and Tomorrow on my day off, I might have to go watch a couple of old games there against the Red Wings and the Bruins when I was playing for the Leafs, maybe.
2: See, Kipper was scoring 50 goals that year with the North Bay Centennials, right? So he was the toast of the town. So he does remember uh, yeah. that it yeah. was an NHL rule for a couple of years it was in that the team must supply yeah. the visiting team <laughs> with a copy. Of, like And it was a gold bar. And, and Nicole, got the tape yet? Where's the tape? Who's got the tape? When's the tape coming? tape, tape. Tape. <laughs> Did those satellite dishes really
0: work? Every time I saw one in the uh, mid '80s, it would look like a snowstorm coming from Buffalo.
3: Uh, mine worked. For, mine worked fairly well. I mean, it did catch a lot of snow in the backyard up there in the uh, Markham Unionville area. But uh, we look at hey, you get you get the backhaul feeds. I mean, you, I used to listen to. Uh, I used to hear uh, Mike Lang and Paul, uh, my former partner in Pittsburgh, Mike Lang and Paul Staggervale behind the scenes, and uh, I think, trying to think, I think maybe I, I remember hearing maybe JD and Sam doing the Ranger games on the back. So, yeah, you got a lot of uh, you got a little, lot of extra TV in those commercials when everybody else was watching those no Skipper. So it was uh, it was well worth the time. And uh, as one coach told me. The, the video never lies, so I should go back and uh, maybe go to school on some of those tapes.
0: A lot of video of the Colorado Avalanche in the month of uh, January here, 15-1. and one. Is it uh, n- solidified this is the team to, to watch and, and beat here in the back half?
3: I mean, I, the, the Western Conference, I don't think there's any doubt. I still think that, uh, you know, there may be some people, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning, and I still think that they have, you know, a hell of a run in them. But, you know, look at Colorado's got, you know, they've they pretty much got everything that you need, everything that you want. They've got, you know, I think they can play any way that, you know, the the game dictates or they dictate. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's easy to go after their goaltenders, Skipper and Gordo, right? Like, I guess it's easy to go after, you know, Pavel Fransos and Darcy Kemper. And But, you know, like Fransos has been like, uh, I mean, you talk about being on a heater here recently. I just saw him in person the other night in Chicago, and then I'd seen him on TV a couple of games prior to that, and, you know, he seemed to, found, you know, found his game. I mean, they have the puck so much. That you just need your goaltender to give yourself, you know, give you a a chance to win. Now, the one thing I will say about Colorado, and I think you could probably put Florida in this because they've proven it, maybe more so at home than on the road, but like if their goalies give up five, they go, that's okay, we're going to go out and get six or seven. So maybe that's, you know, maybe maybe Gordo, that's maybe the, uh, you know, the 88, 89, 90 Toronto Maple Leafs or the, you know, not comparing our the Edmonton Oilers to our teams in the late 80s, but, you know, like if, if Grant Fier would give up four, you know, those guys were like, ah, it's okay, Fierzy, you know, we're going to go get six or seven and we'll, you know, we'll find a way. So, you know, maybe they can, you know, find a way, but yeah, Kipper, uh, they have everything that, you know, I think they have everything, uh, you know, that you need. It'll be interesting to see what Joe Sackett does there. You know, does he add, you know, does he add a, you know another D-man. Um, you know, not knowing what's going on with Bowen and Byram right now, but you know they've got. You know, they pretty much seem to have everything now. You just need. Uh, you know, you just need Nazem Kadri to uh, to play smart and not do anything reckless come playoff time, and uh, there's no reason why they can't go and make a run.
0: I keep hearing Claude Giroux.
3: Well, I mean, what a hell of a, you know, I mean, a hell of a, one, a one-two punch there. I mean, you know, now all of a sudden he goes, you know, look at Giroux has proven, Kipper and Gordo, that, you know, he can play center, can play, obviously, the wing over the course of the last couple of years. He's great in the face-off dot. He can make plays on the power play. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy. You know, and Kadri can do the same thing. I mean, you know, you're not taking McKinnon, you know, off the center ice position, but you give him a, you know, you give him a a premier right-handed center iceman there to either slide in in the middle or you can play him on the wall and he can take face-offs over on that right-hand face-off dot. So, uh, you know, if if indeed he does decide to move, uh, you know, I would imagine the Flyers will do pretty well as far as what they get in return and whoever gets them or if the Avalanche happened to be the front-runner kipper, uh, all of a sudden you sit there and, you know, you take a step back and go, yeah, they're you know they're, they're probably the team to beat and, you know, they have everything that you need.
2: Could be their Ray Bork all those years later. I mean, that would be huge. That, But, you know, what, what I like, Eddie O, is sure we have, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning and all these favorites, but I, I got, whether it's Carolina, there's so many teams that really, really intrigue me. And also, yeah. we're at the halfway point. The Hart Trophy is supposed to be Connor McDavid's for 15 years, and, may, and maybe he'll get it. And maybe a week from now he'll have four games, and we'll say, "Okay, it's his again." But it's really—if you had to give the Hart Trophy today, that's a very intriguing award right now. There's so many neat new names and old names that you consider.
3: Well, I think you could go right across—you know, right across the map on you know four or five teams, and. You know, you look at Colorado and, I mean, look at, I mean, Kadri when McKinnon was out, I mean, he just absolutely, you know, carried that team offensively. Yeah, he's got a lot of help, but you know what? I mean, the numbers don't lie, and gratefully so. He's going to the, you know, he's going to the all-star game. I mean, look at Jonathan Huberdo I mean, I, I don't know if many people would consider him uh, in that conversation, but I think, I, you know, I kind of feel where you're going here, Gordo, on, you know, you look around the league and just go, God. I mean, these guys are having, I mean, monster seasons. And you look at their team and go, Oh man, like, yeah, like these guys are, you know, these guys are getting it done. And uh, so, yeah, look at, yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, you you can roll an, oct- in my opinion, right now you could roll an octagon down the road. And Tipper, an octagon has eight sides. I'm not sure if you know that or not. But <laughs> at the end of the day. If you put every if you put eight different names on that octagon, Kipper, the and only... rolled it, and whatever game popped up, I could make... Hold on a second. I, t- I know you're trying to digest this rolling an octagon, <laughs> and it will end up on one side here. So when it pops up, when it pops up, you're going to have a name on there. and You go, yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see Kale Makar or Nazim Kadri or... Uh, you know uh, Jonathan Huberdo, or you know, I, I mean, look at, I mean, a, a, like Adam Fox, like, like you can look at the Rangers and go, like they played Seattle the other night and without Adam Fox in the lineup, boy, oh boy, did they had it. I mean, they had a tough time. They had like, I, don't quote me, but I, I think they only had like maybe eight or nine shots on goal in two periods without Adam Fox in the lineup. Like he's that important to that team. So Gordo. Long winded, 100%. Like, yeah, McDavid's on there and, you know, dry sidled to a certain extent. But I think you could make a case here and go, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's a layup. I think you got some teams that if they keep going and these guys keep playing like they are, uh, you know, why, why not? You know, why can't it be somebody, you know, like that and their team ends up first in the East or, you know, or, or what have you?
0: Eight sides, eh? Eight?
3: Are you asking or are you telling me?
0: Listen, the only side you need to worry about is my bad side.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've seen that I've seen that bad side imitating our former coach Mike Keenan. Uh when he came walking in off of his hog and he walked through the locker room in his white shirt, blue jeans, and dress shirt, and had a scarf around his neck in the middle of May and he had that walk of, like, you know, a lot of airness and a lot of attitude, and Oy. he walked through our locker room while we were stretching, and all of a sudden, Gordo, who grabs a hockey sock and his hockey underwear and his tight T-shirt and a pair of, you know, little socks and goes outside and walks in with a sock around his neck, imitating Mike <laughs> Keenan, and who comes walking in the other door and walks right into him, but Mike Keenan... And- <laughs>
0: Busted red. And he
3: goes, Chip in my office.
0: <laughs> oh, Healthy scratch the, the next game.
3: Oh, that, that was awesome. That that was, that, uh, he, he you know came... what? He made me laugh. I still laugh about it. And uh, that was that. You did a hell of an imitation because first off, Gordo, like we're, you know, we're 45 minutes from getting ready to go on the ice, you know, and he comes walking through like, you know what, you know, the stink of, you know, what oh. doesn't smell. And, you know, just he comes in with a white shirt, blue jeans, dressed, you know, sh- you know, dressed shoes, and has a scarf on him. He's walking oh <laughs> through with a scarf,
0: like Snoopy I and mean, uh, uh, imitating mean, the Red Baron. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but Kippert, that that was. Uh, I would love to see a reenactment next time I see it. That that made me. Uh, that you know what? It makes me smile every time I think about
2: it. Oh gosh. But you know what's fun is, listen, you guys won a Stanley Cup together. And, Eddie, you're talking with the Leaf days. You had Mike Richter in goal. If only that whatever factory yeah. Alan Bester claimed they stopped making his goalie skates. Remember Alan Bester said, like, he, he was he was so screwed up. I don't know that story. Well, apparently, apparently, right, right, Eddie, o, like like Whamco Skate Factory in Bolivia, wherever his skates were, didn't make them anymore. And it, it, it screwed him up, and he would only use it as excuse. Every day, and we were screwed because <laughs> i was, uh, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like he—he like, he knew you guys didn't hey, even hey, have hey, a satellite yeah. dish. How how are you
0: guys
3: gonna I find know, these skates I know.
2: How are we gonna find them?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we, unfor- un- un- for- unfortunately, I mean, I, I called Alan Bester, Ernie, from my three sons. Like, you know, my three <laughs> sons like the kid from my three sons. So, yeah. So uh, I I told Ernie, I said, look it. You got to start sharp shopping in the adult section. You can't <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Kipper, hey, Kipper, Gordo, Kipper, Gordo, remember this real quick Alan Buster story. So we're out, Brophy's our coach, we're out in Vancouver, we're having a rookie dinner at Joe Forte's, my favorite restaurant when I played in the NHL. So we're at Joe Forte's, everybody's there, trainers, you know, all the players, and everybody's, you know, a little lathered up, and you know, and whatever. And we're going around, and everybody starts, you know, proposing toasts to everybody in the room around the table. And God rest his soul, it got to John Cordick. And J.K. looks at Alan Bester and stands up and tips a wine glass and goes, "Bester, here's to close your five hole." In the next game against the Vancouver Canucks, you know everybody, right? So everybody, everybody, everybody starts laughing, okay? And you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's busting, you know, everybody's busting chops and whatever. So all of a sudden, Ernie stands up, glasses on, he raises his glass, and it, and 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 I, and he's probably honestly, you know, if you're sitting fr- across from somebody at a table, he's probably. Two over from sitting right in front of John Kordick. So he stands up and we're like, oh my gosh, who's he going to toast? And he goes, and I like to toast John Kordick. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not, this is not going to go well. (laughs) He goes, Johnny, here's to you kicking your drug habits. Oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden you hear, all of a sudden you see Johnny, the chipmunk cheeks go flaring, son of a... And all of a sudden his right hand goes across the table and and Ernie Bester's glasses were like the, 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 the thing that holds on your ear. The frame was in his mouth. He's bleeding from his nose. And all of a sudden the... Thirty five people that were at the table. There's only like five of us sitting there still trying to tend to Ernie Buster, who's got like a busted nose and is bleeding everywhere. I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea there, Ernie. And oh by the way, just make sure you close up that gash and your five hole. All right, let's go. Right. That was
0: a uh, that was a check please. Yeah, that was not good. That was not good. (laughs) Nobody stayed for dessert, I bet, right?
3: Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that got, uh, oh, it's only the Toronto Maple Leafs having a team dinner, and it might have been our rookie dinner. I don't remember, to be honest, but it was a team dinner. Everybody was there, and that might have been the trip when uh, Brove told us, no skiing, no skiing this trip. Nobody goes, and then here comes... Here comes Inger Hammerstrung, Boris Salming, right down Gross Mountain or whatever the hell you call it. He's sitting there flying with a trench coat. Somebody <laughs> caught him in a snapshot. He was an unbelievable skier. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. Even in his trench coat, it, yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't good on curfew,
2: <laughs> but, but, but
0: but in all honesty, how how fast would that have store that story would have gotten out on on and, and Bester uh, it, today, like. That, that oh, thing yeah, would, have yeah, about, about that, that would
3: have been trending. five seconds. That story
0: would have been trending in, like, yeah, in five seconds.
2: Well, but things are done so secret yeah. in some ways. In some ways, if it's kept quiet, people can keep things quiet. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I wonder why we struggled. I don't know, Eddie-O. I wonder why. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> did you guys win one game See, that it year? Was,
3: it was never, it was, hey, hey, easy there, Kipper. Yes, we did. Okay. We yeah. We fake we did lots we of people had yeah. we had uh, and a 40 goal season and lo- lo-
2: lots of people wore the jersey with pride that's what we forget idio you know something yeah. lots of people yeah. back then yeah. yourself you had it going Vinnie domfoos daniel Merwa, gary lehman you know all the guys ozzy yeah. you know Boria. you mentioned it like yeah. And Fer- yeah tom fergus you know just danny yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was
3: yeah, yeah. i mean look at i was very lucky in my career i mean i played for three original six teams i'm at you know to be able to wear my hometown sweater obviously in chicago go to toronto and know you know playing junior B- hockey in stratford and knowing you know i mean really knowing you know you know the leafs and you know just kind of just you know understanding and then going there a short period of time after i mean always great just you know like to wear a sweater in the national hockey league i mean it doesn't matter where it is but there is that something when you do put on a hawk sweater or a leaf sweater or a ranger sweater it's just You know, the history and the people that came before because all of those people helped pave the way, you know, for us and you know, for me when I played in the eighties and nineties and then, you know, hopefully, you know, players of today's ilk understand that the guys that came, you know, prior. Um so yeah, it was uh there was a lot of pride and still a lot of pride. Uh actually I got uh somebody had sent me and all their um an old uh you know, an old fan of mine back in the day. Actually a buddy of Steve Coolius's uh buddy wore my had a old old check jersey back in the day and uh hooked up with them and uh got it signed and everything. So, you know, it brings back a lot of memories and uh every once in a while we'll uh, go through some old stuff at the house and uh check out uh, some of the old stories from Jimmy Proudfoot or Frank Orr or you know, Lance Hornby or Whoever was uh, on the beat back in the day, Perry Leftco, whoever it was, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of pride, Gort. There's no doubt about it. Playing for, uh, for all the three original six teams that I did.
0: Awesome stuff, Edzo. What do you have tonight? Uh, Chicago, Van. Is
3: I, that your call? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, actually, an early start here in Chicago, so uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing. And uh, I know the Canucks are having a little difficult time here uh, finding the back of the net, so. Uh, should be. Uh, Hawks and Canucks are always. Uh, it's always entertaining hockey, and uh, should be a lot of fun here tonight in Chicago.
0: Why don't they just name you president and get it over with? Like, what, yeah. what, what's taking so long, Edzo? <laughs> Eddio, oh, come on.
3: Hey, you guys are uh, breaking up uh, the, uh, the quarter, <laughs> and the <table laughs> phone is. Hey. Uh, Hey, hey, Gordo! the the uh, the payphone is uh, the quarter and the payphone or the Tony <laughs> oh, is uh, running out and uh, your satellite I'll dish make sure is breaking I get up. that VCR uh, tape. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll okay. talk to you guys soon. Be well. I love you guys. See ya. Yeah. Via
0: Eddie Chuck via
2: satellite on Real Kipper and Born. <laughs> Look at got, that, eh? What, what did he just say? This is one small step for a man, one giant <laughs> leap for mankind. Is that what he just said at
0: the end there? It. He did. Oh wow, gosh. Did. Yeah. He did. Oh, my, oh God. my God. He was a riot
1: today. Oh, Story a... time with <laughs> Eddie O. It. He was awesome. Uh, so, we have an update on the Austin Matthews penalty. Okay. Uh, from Spectacular Sportsnet Stats headed up by Stevie Fowler okay, here at Sportsnet. We, can we guess? So, how many do you think he's drawn this year? Yeah, guess.
0: Uh, four.
1: I'm going to say um, 11. Five. Five <sighs> penalties. I was close. Boy. Do you know where that ranks in the NHL? That's He's ranked. Uh, it's ranked tied for 363rd in the national. See, Hockey the analytics League. would tell you that he hardly has the puck because he's not. <laughs> Except
2: all the time. <laughs> Except he has it the most. That Eddie- <laughs>
0: That's why we got to throw the analytics yeah. out on uh, so, certain things. Well,
2: he, it's <laughs> nowadays it's glued to a stick too. Oh, like it's unbelievable. Like so he, Bunting has drawn
1: 20 more penalties than Austin Matthews.
2: So Bunting deserves more money.
1: He should, be getting, he should be getting
2: 12 million. I, him, I do not agree. Give him a mill.
0: <laughs> just stroke him a mill. Boy. That would still give Austin ten point six million. If he just oh, threw... he can take
2: a million from Austin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just yeah. put it in an envelope Jeez. and give it to Bunty. Tell you, Austin is a treasure to watch. And I'm really liking his his game stuff. I'm really like his personality in that. I'm really liking his comfort level. Connor McDavid's been just so pissed lately. Okay, Connor's been so Connor McDavid was on a on
0: pace for remember everybody got so excited, they were like projecting he was gonna score like eighty goals yeah. and have like a hundred and seventy points. Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And now he's fifth in scoring. Yeah. He's he's um well him and Dreisidel cooled off with the team. You know, they did. Well but you could say that's why they did cool off because there was two sub scoring
1: and then they let a few goals in and they couldn't really come up with it after that well, because they've just had such a tough time with second secondary scoring. That's a good
0: segue for us to uh, tee up Louis DeBrusque, hockey analyst with Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada, and uh, a guy that knows the Oilers really well. He's up after the break, and we're going to talk a little Carey Price as well. Petrie, did you see that, uh, the the incident? Uh, yeah. uh got
2: uh, run by Cassian. Yeah. Oh. The people are debating is because there's no crowd in the stands. Is that? Ugh. It's not, it's not, it, that's a pretty crappy excuse. But well, nobody's reacting, right? We'll figure it out, Gord, after the break. Uh, Real Kipper
0: and Bourne. Much more to come. Stick around. Interesting weekend, don't you think? Lots going on, Gord. They yeah. did Hockey Day in Canada on oh, yeah. Uh, Sportsnet. Uh, yeah. And. CBC, I think, or... Yeah, they did Sports that net, uh, well,
2: on everything. I think I every know. station had it. And then you got a five-and-a-half-hour Australian Open tennis. You got the CONCACAF Canada 2-0 over USA. You had a Raptor game that went into, what, triple overtime and on, and then you had a lot of hockey. Did you see Sammy's, uh, Sammy McKee's uh, tweet? Yeah, he was there yesterday. He was there. He's getting set for the Classic. We're going to be there for the Classic uh, against the Sabres Big outdoors. Big moment for
1: you, Sammy. Loved it. Uh, I don't want to go on too long about soccer while well, we got Louis DeBrusque on the line.
2: But Did you have the red and white stuff? Were you spraying that stuff? No, I no? wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. I had a flag, though. So okay. It was good. So, yeah. It was DeBresque great. The great to see uh, jam-packed stadium. It, yeah. It was supposed
1: to be 12,000. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it was <laughs> more than 12,000 points. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's
0: neither here nor there. Also, what made it really interesting was uh, the news that the Edmonton Oilers were going to debut Evander Kane against the Montreal Canadiens and here to talk about that and a little bit more, Louis DeBrusque. Louis, how are you?
4: Hey, Kipper, how are things going?
0: We're good, pal. Uh, big win. I mean, just the way Ken Holland drew it up. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, well, then he scores the first goal, too, and they haven't scored the first goal in a long time. And, you know, we even kind of forgot about it and all of it, just that scoring first has been kind of a problem for the team. But, uh yeah, listen. I mean, you're you're injecting a, a quality player in there, into your top six, your top line with uh, Connor McDavid, a guy that scored 30 goals a couple of times, has scored more than 20 in six straight. You just don't pick up players like that too often in the middle of the season. So, I think people were pretty excited about it, and there was a buzz about it. And obviously, for Evander Kane, you know, he's dealt a lot of things off the ice, on the ice, and you know what, he, he came forward and said, listen, he's here to try and do better. He's here to try and play hockey and get his career back on track. And I guess game one, if you're looking at it in that regards, uh, I thought it was good. He's going to take some time for him to get his NHL legs back and his, his conditioning back. I mean, he's a specimen, but uh, it doesn't matter who you are. When you haven't played in a long time, You it takes you some time to kind of get back into the flow of a very fast game. So we'll keep an eye on that. And I think Dave Tippett gave him a little bit more ice time in the end of the game and the situation they had going to Montreal, which was absolutely dead in that building. And it was sad to see him just, I mean, it was the first time I was at the bell center in in a, in a few years. And I got to tell you, it was a sad sight to see how, uh, well, no, no people in the building and just the, the emotion on the ice. It was just one of those games where, for a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. It just didn't really fit the bill in my opinion, but, uh, that's the situation they're going through right now, but we'll 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 see how it goes. I think he's excited to play with Connor McDavid, and I think Connor McDavid's happy to have a an established scorer on his line.
2: Yeah, boy, Montreal is as good a building as you can go, Louie. You're right about that, it, and and it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it is. So I I know, and I do want to talk more about Evander Kane, but I think it also helped that they had stopped the bleeding by getting a win. And I just got to tell you, a week earlier. Miko Koskinen, I, I, you know, I got no skin in the game, but I was cheering for him. Like everyone, he's the most reviled goaltender. Everyone's telling him, "You suck, you're this." Oh, and you got to start again because Mike Smith's hurt and Skinner's in COVID protocol. And he gives up those first two goals. And you're thinking, and I'm telling you, I don't know, but I, I got to think a coaching change might have possibly had to happen. I don't know. But all, all of a sudden, like, to the team battled. But how he battled, no matter what happens, you got to think the ship has sailed with him in the big picture. I, I give him so much credit for that particular effort that night, Louis.
4: Well, I agree with you, Gordon. You know, when you look at it in the Canadian market, it just, you know, <laughs> it can take on a whole life of its own. It can snowball pretty quickly and become just a real giant distraction. And I think that that's probably the thing that I'm most impressed with Miko about is he's been able to just kind of come to the rink, uh, not really follow what's going on around him and just continue to try and put a good game forward. There's no question he struggled in some games, but the team struggled in games. So I I think that was really important that his teammates kind of stepped up and said, listen, we haven't been giving him any run support. And you know what? Our team as a whole just hasn't been doing the right things out there and getting the job done it is good to see him get some wins under his belt, you know, after, you know, losing six in a row um, to win three, his last three starts, Stuart Skinner got the start a couple of nights ago in Montreal and got a win there, which is good for the youngster to get back in there and get a win after a tough loss and a game in which he came up, he was diagnosed with COVID, but you know, the, the test had results hadn't come in. Um, just the situation he was kind of throwing as a young goaltender was tough. And it seems to be that the team is kind of stabilized a little bit, which is which is key. You get healthy, you get all all of your players back into the lineup. Um, you, you add an addition and Evander Kane again on the top line, and I think everybody's kind of looking at each other in the room saying, Hey, this is a pretty good mix in here. You look at the top three lines now with the way that Dave Tippett has spread them out, you're saying, Hey, they can play against anybody. And, you know, I don't think that again, I don't think the Montreal game was a great test. I don't think it was uh it it was probably a, you know, for me, it was almost, you know, just a good dry run for the team. The first time they split up the centerman Ryan Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the third line with Zach Hyman and Zach Cassian scored, you know, three goals in that game. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's a bright um, spot for things to come in the future to have that depth where you can get favorable matchups against teams that are deep.
0: Last week, when I was watching uh, the Oilers beat Vancouver in overtime, uh, as soon as McDavid scored that overtime goal, I'm watching the reaction towards Koskinen, and yeah. there, it, it was like there, there's no there's no faking sincerity. They 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 love this guy, or they, he they're, he's well respected. But you just the raw emotion that they had for him after the game, and I'm just wondering. Do they honestly believe that they can still win with this guy, or is this we, we, we think he's a great human being, but we still got to get another goalie?
4: Well, you know, I think, that, I think they feel that if they do their part and play the way they should play, there should be adequate goaltending as there has been the last two years between Koskinen and Smith and now Stuart Skinner, who's kind of emerged as a guy that can step in there as well. And Mike Smith is skating. He skated regular practice yesterday. He's not going to play tonight, but there's a good chance he could play Wednesday in Washington. So that's another addition back in your lineup. And it's going to take him some time to get up and running again too. Listen, he came in and, you know, he battled in there, but he hasn't played much. So you really don't know what type of a season he's going to have. But I think they've kind of righted the ship enough now that they say, okay, if we start to put, you know, our structure into place and play the way we want to play, they're still giving up too many grade A chances against. But they're finding ways to win now. And I, and I think that that's the most important thing is that they're getting that that run support. They're getting depth throughout their lineup. Um, even their fourth line was effective the other night. I thought in the first period it was their most effective line. Um, with young Ryan McLeod centering, Derek Ryan and, and Devin Shore, it's just now you you just have so many different options for Dave Tippett to, to load up a couple lines if he wants to in a game being healthy, having everybody on board, I think changes everything. And you look at the start of the year, yeah, maybe they won some games they shouldn't have won, but that's the type of scoring power this team should have. So, they are a dangerous team, and I think when the opposition looks over at the Edmonton Oilers, they say, "We better be on our A game tonight because they've got elite players over there that can really make you pay." And, you know, it's all about confidence, O'Kipper, as you know. But getting back to your question, it solidified it for right now. Is Ken Holland still searching around to look if he can make an acquisition? I don't think he's ever going to stop looking to try and improve the team. I just think that the re- reality of it is that right now, to try and get a starting goaltender to come in, um, in a trade, in a cap world, you're just not seeing a lot of movement right now in the National Hockey League. What do you have to give up to get a player like that? Are you going to take on a huge contract with Term? Are you, you know, there's just so many variables that I think right now they just wanted to put band-aids on some holes and patch things up the best they could to see what they really have moving forward because it's been the tale of two seasons for them and I think you're seeing a team right now honestly and I'm not just saying this I've covered this team for a long time I think what you're seeing right now is kind of what they are they're they're progressing and they're improving and they're trying to work on the things that they need to work on but this is what they were at the start of the year this is what the message and the the, the voice coming out of the dressing room was they weren't happy with how they were playing. They were winning games, but they're still trying to make sure they're getting better each and every day like every team in the National Hockey League is. I don't know. I really can't answer that question. I think Miko Koskinen, when he's playing his game, especially when Mike Smith is around, and it seems like it's almost that veteran guy there that just kind of settles him down a bit, that one-two punch has got them in the playoffs two years in a row. I mean, you can't argue that. It has. Now it was great goaltending by Mike Smith last year, and he got absolutely outdueled by Connor Hellebuck in the first round. I mean, that was a goaltending battle. I mean, three overtime games to finish off the series, and the final game goes three overtimes. You can't. I don't blame Mike Smith for that. Is what I'm trying to say. Goaltending was not the problem. So um, I think they've alleviated some of the problems. They've gotten deeper in the forward group. I think they'll give people a little, little more of a push now. So
2: Louis uh, Vander Kane so you know just he talked to Conor McDavid people like hey it, it, it's a can't lose contract i mean um you know money wise it's a bargain he really wants to kind of reestablish himself and hopefully get something comparable to what he was getting before. So, what like what would Connor McDavid say to him? What would the players say? Look, if you because I was kind of surprised at first. I go, geez, Evander Kane said I'm a leader, which I thought maybe other people should decide that. But maybe having that swagger is a positive thing. I don't know. But just you know, what what would what would the guys be kind of saying if you're if you want to make this work?
4: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think that the one thing that Evander Kane's never really lacked is confidence, which is a great thing. I mean, you know how it is. I mean, it's, it's in this, in this league, if you don't believe in yourself, it's, you're going to have a tough go. You're going to have to believe in your skills and what you can bring to the table. And I think he truly does believe that he can have an impact and he's proven throughout his career that he's an impactful player. So I don't see any reason why he can't come in here and He's playing with the best player in the game, and Connor McDavid. Right now, he's got maybe the best passer from both sides, and Leon Draisaitl is a second option, and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is a third option. He's not too shabby either. He's a smart centerman that plays in all situations. I mean, there's a lot of different players that he can play with in this team. I think the natural fit was to throw him with McDavid. He has the speed, the tenacity, and more importantly, there was a couple plays in Montreal, and it was a real—I know it was a real small sample size, but. Evander Kane knows where to go to be an option. Goal scorers have the understanding of where to be at the right time on the ice. He took two one timers in that game and the one was blocked and it really stung the defender Romanov, and he had to go off after that shot, but it, it was almost just natural the way it filled in. McDavid came down the ice. Boom. He was in the high slot. He presented himself quickly. It was on his tape and it was off of the stick. That hits the nut. I think it goes in to be honest with you, but You know, that to me was kind of a sign of how he can manufacture offense off the rush really quickly because he's not afraid to shoot the puck. And he has actually a really deceptive, not a big windup, but he gets a lot on it when it gets away. Um, Yeah, I think that the players are happy. I, I honestly think they're excited to have another talented player in the mix. I really do. Anytime you're on a team and a new player comes in, no matter what the situation for that player coming into your dressing room, your organization, He's welcome with open arms. It's always that way. Listen, the hockey, hockey world is that way. Like we understand you've gone through some things, and you know what? You're saying the right things right now. Right now, it's about what you do for us on the ice and how you behave off the ice here in Edmonton. That's all they care about. As players, that's all you care about. You're on our team now. We're going to try and protect you. We're going to try and make it a good fit for you, and you have to do the same as coming on as a new player. And that's how it always has been. And I think that that's kind of the mentality right now. When you talk to the players... It's, you know, he hasn't been here for very long, but he's stepped in. He's played the game. He's doing a little extra work. He skated yesterday, skated today. You know, he's just trying to get himself up to speed in a real fast game. And, you know, we'll watch him closely, but I don't think there's going to be a problem there, guys. I really don't. I think that obviously he's gone through a lot in the last year, and I think that he's at an age now at 30 where he's like, okay, this might, chances might be dwindling here for me. I know I'm a really good player, but you know what? I have to make sure I'm doing the right things myself.
0: One more for you, Louie, before we let you go. Uh, Oilers and the Ottawa Senators, and we know that uh, Connor could light up five or six points tonight. Like, it's nothing. But at least for today, he's dropped to fifth in scoring. I'm not... It just looks so weird to, 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 to look at the top scoring leaders and, and look down at fifth on, on Connor McDavid. Is there any concern
4: at all? You know, no, no, not really. I think, and you're right, And he hasn't had one of those games where he's completely gone off. But you mentioned the overtime winner in Vancouver. Um, I think when the game's on the line. And, you know, getting back to something you said earlier, Kipper, I watched that too. It's funny you mentioned that because I really do like to watch the reaction of the players after games and after wins. And after the Nashville win, um, Connor McDavid had, went, went and deliberately had a long hug, hug with Nico Koskinen. You know, that was a game where that's a good team coming in that has a lot of firepower. They've been on a little bit of a roll. And, you know, they find a way to win that game. And you could just tell it was a big relief. I really do think that Connor, and I know, listen, he's got the desire to be the best. But at the same time, if he's winning and other players on his team are having success, he's totally fine with that. When it really gets into the crunch, when it really gets into this is a must-win type of situation, I think is where he – Really flourishes. I think that's what he really excels at. He sees Leon Drysaddle with more points than him. I don't think it's a big deal for him. I look back in junior when Dylan Strome, you know, led the league. It wasn't like he was just you know hogging the puck and go. He was happy for his teammate to lead the league. When Leon Settle won the Art Ross, he was happy for him. He wants that support. He wants to have that depth in the lineup. He wants to be a good team. And I think that's most important. Besides, I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not nervous at all when. When the crunch comes, don't worry about McDavid. He'll be there. We'll
0: be watching tonight. Louis, uh, really appreciate your time as always. Keep up the great work uh, with uh, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada.
4: Thanks, guys. Take care. Always a good pleasure talking to you too. Louis DeBrusque. It is kind of weird. <laughs> it is weird.
2: That's why when Just I said to, Well, answer the question. I said to Eddie "Oh, if you're given the Hart Trophy, the Hart Trophy is Connor McDavid's for yeah. 15 years or whatever. Yeah. 12, 15, 18, whatever. No, no. Right now, you're given the heart trophy. It's out of his hands right now. Yeah. So, like, and he can change that in a week. Jonathan Huberto. Huberto would be. Uh, Shusterkin, Adam Fox, what? You know? Ovechkin, of course. Ovechkin, yeah. Those are the
0: names that uh, right now, Connor's got to wrestle his heart
2: back from. Nazem Kadri. I'm just saying, getting getting consideration. I'm just saying names that would not be getting consideration if Connor McDavid gets yep. when he, once he gets back in that zone. But right now, it's just interesting to kick different names around.
0: Saturday night, it was the Oilers in Montreal, and I, every time you think it can't get yeah. uh, lower for the Montreal Canadiens, oh. it, it's 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 a horrible feeling. Even if you do not like the Montreal Canadiens, it is oh. bad for hockey. Yes, that this revered franchise in sport history is
2: scraping the bottom of the barrel. It should it should be like the New York Yankees in baseball, the Green Bay Packers say in football, um, the Lakers and Celtics in the NBA that you you can not like them. You could have another team, but they need to be competitive. But they just have that kind of benchmark. Kippy. They're dead last in the NHL right now. Dead last. And their, and their salary cap situation sucks. So I don't know what Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon want to do, but they got a tough one. The team that they're falling behind, the Arizona Coyotes, quit before the season started. They just said, we're, we're not even doing a rebuild. We're doing a teardown like there's no teardown. And by the way, we have tons of cap room. The next one is an expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, that are playing like an expansion team, not like the Vegas Golden Knights. And they got lots of cap room. And Montreal's dead last, and they got no cap room. Big focus, of course, on the weekend was
0: Cassian uh, bumping uh, goaltender Montembal behind yep. the net. And a lot of heat on, on Petrie coming in, and, and nobody really saying a word yeah. to, to Cassian here. That, to me, that, that lack of emotion, and I, I don't. I, my first thought isn't to blame that there were no fans there, Gord. I'm sorry why didn't Kachuk go after Aaron Dell? No fans. I don't know. Just not the right call from both of those guys. Not the right call. So they should have. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: okay, good.
0: Like, take take a game suspension. You're not going anywhere, Ottawa. You're not going anywhere, Montreal. Take a game. Take two games. So what? It costs you 15 grand, 20 grand. Take it. But... Oh, I know. Like, no, It was uh... apathy, not caring. That is a recipe for disaster for your franchise. When your players show that that's ah, not worth it for me to get involved. Well, you're like, and, and, yeah. and, and I don't even put uh, Brady Kachuk still learning. He's still, if he's in a, in a spot where he wasn't sure, I, I give him more leeway here, but from the Montreal Canadiens, it's been a long year for Petrie, and it's not Petrie's job, but as a as a leader, one of the leaders there, experienced leaders, somebody should have said something to Cassian, or at least pushed him, shoved him, get into a
1: FU contest, it, it's but not, something. It's not like, you know, there's often times where you see in front of the net where the goalie gets bumped, and it's it's a little scrum, but it's nothing serious. There's some talking to. This was a flashpoint thing in the game where the goalie's behind the net, the helmet comes flying off he's lying there on the ice to have nothing happen is pretty pretty inexcusable like i'm not even a neanderthal but that you got to go up there and have a chat with them somebody cross check them someone do something that was really really bad luck for the montreal well
2: Marines. it's where they are in the standings it's embarrassing like it was, and, and you're in. It really, and you got, and you're letting. Okay, so Jake Allen and Carey Price are both injured. You're putting these guys are like lambs being led to slaughter, going out there, uh, just playing, and then you let them get the crap beat out of them. Yeah, it's not Where's this team that went to the final last? I know there's no Weber. I know Dino's gone. I know there's no Price. But where is this team? Where is this team that went to the Stanley Cup final last year? An inkling of that team? And for the record, Sammy,
0: I saw a video of you in the, in the soccer stands. You're closer to a Neanderthal than you think. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I have no idea how to act when something big happens in sports. I throw my hands up and I yell, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, that was pretty spectacular yesterday, boys. I, I've loved soccer for a long time, and I've watched a lot of horrible Canada soccer games in my life. Like, you mean, a lot. You- and now they're good. It's I don't really know how to act.
0: Just pace yourself, okay?
1: Hey, hey it's great. <laughs> it's all gravy from here on out. If they, if they make the World Cup, that's whatever. i well, better now. Gord, you mentioned... Oh, yeah, uh, well, they're in now,
0: basically. Yeah. You mentioned Carey Price. This has got to be a top priority here for the Montreal Canadiens. Are you with us? You want to leave? Do we trade you? Do we work on eating salary? But we're going to have to figure this out. I, I, he went on record Sunday, had this to say.
4: Yeah, it's definitely an objective for me this season. Um, You know, it's always been my goal ever ever since I got back here. Uh, Obviously, I've had a couple of setbacks that that weren't foreseen. Um, It's been a frustrating process, no doubt. But at the end of the day, I got to take care of it. And, um, you know, moving forward, I'm starting to state again. So hopefully um, I'll keep on progressing and be able to to get back in the uniform pretty soon.
2: What do you do with them, Gord? He never sounds excited. I mean, that's not uncommon, but I I just, you know, remember people were saying, can he play for the Canadian Olympic team? Like six weeks ago, people getting excited. I, I, he just, uh, does he sound into, like, I mean, I'm just puzzled about like. He's always kind of like that though. Yeah, but you know, in the social media, and I'm just saying his wife had a lot of social media in the summer about the Seattle mystery and what was going on. So uh, I I guess you just got to. Let them come back. Well, no point rushing them. Not that they would. Not no, but there has to be a, a, a definitive. Uh,
0: and, and somebody's going to have to step up and say it. Kerry didn't say it yesterday, but the Montreal Canadiens and, and Kent Hughes and, and Gorton are going to have to stand up and say, he's our goalie. He's not going anywhere. And we're, we're coming back next year with Kerry Price. Well, they should say that because that's not coming his, anytime soon. I well, don't think. and
2: his market's not because his contract's not tradable right now with his health and other things. Wait, can you tell me what happened to Claude Julien, who
0: uh, will not be a part of Team Canada yeah. because he hurt himself with yeah.
2: tobogganing? No, he fell on the ice in a team building thing. He's got uh, he's got to stay in Switzerland because you can't fly. Remember, Mike. Remember, Mike Gardner uh, had that rib injury and had to take the train all the way across Canada, we, and so he's got to stay there for you think two weeks.
0: You might have
1: been on like. Super slider, snow skates, or something like that. <laughs> Kipper and Borney talked to him. How how long was that? A week ago, two weeks yeah, ago, yeah. and he was so fired up to coach yeah. that team. Like you could so, hear it. Can't for him.
2: They'll be helping them from Switzerland. A hey, seven o'clock tonight. Uh, Leafs Nation pregame. Justin Cuthbert's filling in for Brent Gunning, who's under the weather. Seven thirty, we have the game. Looking Let's forward
0: go. to it. Our, our thanks to Ken Danico and Eddie olchuk Louis DeBrusque. Great job again. Gordo, we'll do it one more time tomorrow. One more time on Real Kipper and Born. Thanks for listening, everybody.